When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello, I'm Don McDonald, <laughs> typically known as Scrooge, but uh, now it's Tom. And then depression set in. Why? What do you, yeah. I, how am I Scrooge? Wait a minute. What's that? Well, because you were. Yeah, you're just going to give me like an hour oh, off work. <laughs> next week. I said, feel like I'm going to take Bob the hour Pratchett. off, sir. <laughs> if it will be convenient enough for you, sir. No, nah, it's never convenient. I won't. And yeah. I won't ask for any more, any more calls. Uh, okay, you can take that because I got so an interview much. next Saturday from two till three, and he'll do most of the talking because that's new, that's easy. New, so what? Because he's because because it's Rick. Yeah, I yeah. Just uh, turn the he, thing on, come listening. back, and that's okay. He knows he's a loquacious <laughs> son of a gunner. That's all right. Loquacious. Yeah, that's okay. Thank God he went to law school. He yeah, knows exactly. what that means. Ooh, yeah, right. Big talker. No, he's he's very good. He's so we're doing this class together. He wants to come on and talk about it. Let's okay. have at it. What Sounds do you good. Say? Yeah, I think that's great. Now, I uh, just want to start the show by uh, informing everyone that it is a beautiful day in the Seattle area. For those of you not listening to the <laughs> those podcast, and, in a basement with your drapes drawn, yes, or or in in Florida, uh, <laughs> making me blissfully unaware of how nice it is, which mm. is good for me because it's probably let's look. Let's look. Here, here's I mean, the right? You want to know forecast. what it is right here, right now? It is absolutely yeah, make perfect. Me so perfect sad. day. Yeah. It is uh, sunny and seventy-two. I mean, it's like that's like the perfect. Oh, oh, it's wow. not as bad as I thought. I okay. thought it was going to be ninety. It's only eighty-six. Okay. Yeah, but what's the humidity? Eighty-six. Yeah, it's and there's like uh, there's fifty percent here. You won't even you can't even tell here. This yeah. is one of those days, you know, when you're in November and you're walking somewhere and it's raining, it's 43 degrees and the wind is blowing and blah, and you just, oh, why do I live in Seattle? Well, per day there like you go. today. Payback is yeah, coming. Exactly. And the days so here because, are so long now, too. Sun hardly yeah. goes down. It's great. My daughter just is flying back from Africa and she goes, you know, Dad, the days are exactly the same length as the nights here. <laughs> it's because you're at the equator, dear. Middle part of the earth. Yeah. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And because the uh, beautiful day syndrome mm. is in full force, everybody caught it. Uh, we found that only the only thing that works to get people to call and ask those important questions that not that not only help you, but help your fellow man and, one and guy woman. even had a suggestion on this on a question. Yeah, that was good. You have to call us at 855-935-TALK. And we we well, Tom. We'll make sure that you get a copy <laughs> of my little book called Financial Physics. It's a How great money book. And you're, you're downplaying the importance, really the significance, the, the incredible need-to-know basis of people listening right now. This is, wow. I mean, these there are things are, you need to know. And there are thousands of them in print. We know that. We've yeah, looked we at the sales, thousands of them. And if you had to go buy one today, not a New York Times bestseller, no. but there. If you had to go buy one today, it'd be nine ninety five. Yeah. And if you were a Prime member, you'd get free shipping. You'd have it on Tuesday. No, Monday. No, Wednesday. No, <laughs> it's two day shipping. Yeah. Right. You order it today. You have it on Monday. Do they count? I guess they, they do. do. Amazon. Yeah, they, they, they Amazon all the time. They never sleep. No, they never <laughs> the do. company no, that never sleeps. I think sleeps. I told you that one time. I broke my razor at like eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And the new one was there by like two o'clock in the afternoon, on a Sunday. Yeah, like, but uh, what are they right at the top of the hill there or something? I mean, it's crazy. You're in Seattle. I mean, oh, yeah. where think, is Amazon headquartered? Oh yeah, that would be Seattle. Forty-five thousand Amazon employees right here in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, but they're gonna they're they're also all over the place. I mean, how many distribution warehouses do these guys have? I mean, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. We got one down the street from us. Do now. you? Well, maybe you can get your razor the same day. Then, good luck. I have an electric, so so do I. Mine broke. Oh, it didn't work anymore. I have two. I have a spare. <laughs> You're a smarter man than me, there, Mister McDonald. 
You yeah. gave the number. You mentioned uh, the I free don't book. Do, I don't do the uh, the mountain man look well. That no. I, I don't do bearded well. My son has a beard. All of his friends have beards. There's beards. Ever. I don't look good in a beard. I tried it. I tried it again in New Zealand when Did I you, was in New Zealand. Just didn't... And Debbie looked at me and went, no, not working. <laughs> not working for me. Not working for not anybody working, else. Not working. Just take oh. that stupid thing off. I could do it so, on my one-week vacation this summer, see how it goes. It won't go well for you. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Uh, you know, if you really want a good uh, example of how, how bad someone can look in a beard, yes, just look at David Letterman. I, why, I don't understand why he has it so long. It's just, it's if he trimmed it's, it a bit, it looks very strange, it's unkempt. It, it it looks like he just came out of the you know six years lost in the wilderness. It looks like he could be storing yesterday's dinner in there, and nobody would know. That's the other issue with beards. It's just, ugh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's <laughs> all right. Enough about sanitary. that. Enough about that. Oh, you want now, to say about money? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I think we yeah. should talk about money. What I do think you got? That what do you got? What have I got? I don't know. What oh do you want to talk gosh. about? What don't I have? Okay, I was looking. I, in fact, this was earlier today. Mm -hmm. I was reading an article at Morningstar because I was looking up a mutual Congratulations. fund. Congratulations. I don't often read their articles, but this one was interesting. It caught my eye. It was an article by John Reckenthaler, and um, he. the title of the article was The Great Bull Market That Everybody Missed. Now, what is interesting about this is... He's saying that no one predicted the uh, the big bull market we went into last or in February 2009 about 9 years ago. Um and then he but here's the what really bothered me about it is he says here are the lessons that we should have learned from that. That getting quote getting economics right is difficult. Doing so requires being correct about many things. Now, that not economics. Nothing, this has nothing to do with economics. It has to do with predictions. And he should have said that getting predictions yeah. right is very difficult. Doing, I'm going to rephrase it. Get, get it. Doing so requires being correct about many things. Somebody who foresees this is all verbatim now. Somebody who foresees three major events but misses a fourth will not necessarily have a more accurate prediction, prediction than somebody who is consistently wrong. In other words, even if you get it right, you don't get it right. Yeah, I don't. I, that's a strange article because the group that has the worst, the they have the worst track record of predicting anything are economists. They are absolutely. You go back to two thousand seven, and find the number of them that said, "Hey, in a year we're going to be in you know recession, bad times." Nobody did. And you go back to two thousand one, and you could go back and no, they never predict this stuff. So that's a kind of a silly thing to say. And, and and but he doesn't end it as he should end it. I think it should be ended with apparently once again this proves that nobody no matter how smart they think they are can predict the future accurately and consistently. Period exclamation point so stop trying. That's how the article should have ended. I agree. And that's the point I want to make on this show every single time we do it is for those of you who think someone out there can predict the financial future, you are fooling yourselves and you're hurting yourselves. And that's the other part of it. I mean, how how bad is it for people that then did get out for example of stocks in 2008? And waited around for however long until the all clear or bell are rang. Still waiting. Yeah, and then no, you should have a correct asset allocation that matches your need for return within your risk tolerance, your time horizon, your what the purpose of that money. And then after that, frankly, yes, you can read the stuff every day. It's entertaining, but it's pornography. It is meant to excite. That's it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'd love to help you deal with money and understand it better. And we'd love to give you a copy of my book, Financial Physics, just for calling and asking a question. And Craig is doing just that. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, Craig. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you today, sir? Not too bad. So, I, like I talked to your screener, I was just curious. I'm approaching retirement age. And I'm curious if you guys think it's better, and I'll be perfectly honest here, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to the whole uh, watching my money thing. I don't want to have to be working on it every day 
would you guys think it's uh, more prudent to have index funds for to still have a source of retirement income in retirement or one of those mutual funds that has like a targeted date out in the future where it changes over time i the the fact what you said at the beginning was the operative part you don't want to pay attention to it i mean and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that so therefore yeah having a target date fund of some kind probably makes sense because then it's done for you the asset allocation part here's the part you need to be wary of craig they're going to tell you by virtue of your age how you should be invested now they don't know you they are never going to know you and this is where many people sometimes it makes sense to have a financial advisor who knows how much growth you need in the portfolio who knows you as a person and how how you deal with the ups and downs of your investments and that kind of thing rather than just saying okay here company x put the money in and invest it because i'm 65 years old yeah, and, and that that being said, though, if you for what you need to do, the, the problem I have a big problem with a company saying because you are so old you need this. I think that that's just wrong because it's got to be personal. I suggest you find out what your risk tolerances are, and then I think you could go out and build an index portfolio with a stock uh, index and a bond index because your risk at your risk tolerance at your age is unlikely to change as you grow older your risk tolerance today is likely to be your risk tolerance going forward the difference between your risk tolerance at 65 and your risk tolerance at 85 is almost non-existent or at least it should be because you're already where you need to be in life so i would find out what my risk tolerance is go take the risk quiz at vestry.com try that and see what your risk tolerance is and then go to vanguard and build a portfolio we give you a couple of funds vtwsx that's the vanguard total world stock index and vbmfx the vanguard total bond fund you'd balance between those two funds and you probably could leave it that way for a long you may have to rebalance it at some point but take good care of it's very low cost. It's a lot of diversification, and as Don said, you can build it for yourself. So uh, we wish you well, Craig. All thank right. you for the thank you for the All call. Right. Thanks, Craig. Eight five five nine three five talk. Our number eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. And and that really does just point out some of the problems with the financial services industry is that there are these assumptions being made that everybody is the same and. There's just no way everybody is the same. There are huge differences between people and the kind of risk they can stand taking and the kind of risk they need to be taking. And that's something most people don't even consider. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of investing through an insurance agent or a stockbroker and you're in the market for a fee-only advisor who charges truly low fees and uses a scientific approach to building portfolios for your risk tolerance and need, you should check out Vestry. Tom and I started this firm and it is devoted to educating everyone, total transparency, clarity, low fees, and great service. If you're looking for an advisor, you ought to at least take a look at us at Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com or give us a call 800-386-3004 your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money not not only do we help you make money but we also bribe you so that you can learn how to make more money <laughs> by using uh, with bribes? A free book oh, yeah, come on that doesn't bribes. sound right Free book for calling a show? Oh, That's see. not a bad okay. deal. Right. 855-935-TALK is the number, 855-935-8255. Oh, you know what we should do on the book promotion sometime? What? We should just send out random books. You know, I have like 500 books. I tried to sell some of them back to Amazon and... They didn't want them. Oh, you mean just books you have in your bookshelf? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get a book. <laughs> here's, just, here's a book. Here's They're some book Tom doesn't want. They're only read once and dropped a couple of times. I mean, these are really pretty nice books, so... I don't know. You know, that is funny. I, I have a lot Random of old books, books and I, I tried selling them on Amazon and, and it's like 99 I know. cents. I'm it was going, a waste no. of time. Yeah. So we get, actually, uh, I brought a lot to the office. I think we gave them away to a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, how do I, a retirement community where they had a library and they put them in there. 
Makes sense. Because only, only old people still read books. It's probably about right, too. I just, hey. oh, I just got, oh, I, I, anyway, what? I don't want to go in the books thing. I just got rewarded. I found out that my favorite World War II writer just came out with a new book. So I am so happy for my summer read. So I'm almost done with the Robin Williams biography, which I think you might like, which is new. And then this is brand new. On, uh, I have I have so look at look at look at all these books I have on my okay iPhone. I look, won't send you the Robin look Williams at all these book books then. fine it's I don't fine. books the, you know the problem with books is they take up space I have like a I thousand know. books no, in my hand you need to do what I just said you need to take them somewhere where there's people that will read them I thought that was a great idea. somebody in, in the office gee, came up in, with that in Florida I wonder if there's a place where mm, there are old gotta people. check maybe oh, yeah, go check around yeah all right Kathy you're up next welcome to talking real money. Hello. 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 Hi. I I have um, an asset question. I have most of my assets in the market in a living trust that's revocable that I control. And I understand that my current setup does not protect me from estate tax, especially in the state of Washington. I am 70 and looking at um, doing some moving to make the estate tax situation go away. And I need to know what my options are. Uh, I'm scratching my head. So, well, do I need a different kind of trust? What do I need to do? You know, I don't know enough about trust because, for I'm speaking selfishly in my case, yeah, I have a Q-tip, and I have. I mean, the the trust will eliminate the state tax situation. It will if if there was that money there, which I don't know there will be, but that would it would have reduced. So the short answer is yes. I don't know when you say living trust that so many things could be a living trust in today's world. Okay, well, this is a trust that I control. It's in my name. Yeah, I, um, it's my social no, 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 security I, number. Yep. You're going to need a living... The, the kind of trust you have is a trust over which you have total control. It really doesn't shelter. It doesn't get the, the, the assets out of your estate, yeah. which is subject to the estate tax. Now, that being right. said, neither of us are licensed to practice yeah. law in the great state of Washington, so we really can't give you no. legal advice, but we do know that you're going to need another kind of trust to make that happen. I got a suggestion. Call tomorrow morning. You can call Rick Gregrick show tomorrow morning. Greg no, don't. No. no call next station. Saturday. No. Call, next, Call Saturday next Saturday at this hour at this same number, and Rick will be here. And he'll, he'll Rick he'll, will tell you in about two seconds. He'll know what kind of. Yeah, trust he's an he elder needs. law attorney and no. a state attorney. Okay. So Sorry, call, we can't call be more next week. Yeah. Call next week, but we're going to still give you a book, and yeah. then you can call next week and yeah. get free help from a lawyer too. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Can I introduce the next caller? Can I introduce the next caller? If you want, okay. I, yeah. Because it's Earl of Kent. Oh. Earl, Hello. how are you? Really a lame, lame uh, it, That's true. It's the I, Earl of I'm Kent. I'm doing very well. How are you? Oh, good. 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 How can we help you, sir? How can we help you, Earl? I, I wanted to find out uh, Vanguard has several good uh, index funds. I'm not sure whether uh, zero in on... A couple of them, or or are you uh, suggesting that it be a half a dozen of them or, or whatever for a retirement account? Well, it depends, Earl, how hard you want to work. For example, if you go Don't to make Paul, it too complicated. Well, if you go to paulmerriman.com, Paul gives you, I think, a list of, I think, 10 vanguard index funds you can build the portfolio you got to rebalance you got to do work it's and and by paul's own admission we asked him i think even on the air how many people really do that he said eh, maybe one out of ten that's why several years ago at the behest of bill higgins give him full credit he said let's give people two funds one that's a stock fund and one that's a bond fund the great news is vanguard keeps making that stock fund better and better and better you can you own the vtwsx it's the vanguard total world stock index fund you pay about 0.2 percent a year you own 8800 stocks in one fund now it doesn't tilt the portfolio Earl, the way we would really like to with a more small in it and more value but it's pretty doggone good and then on the bond side owning the vbmfx 
that is one fund that owns, I think it's 60% in government uh, government treasuries. I think it's got a few corporates in there. It's also does it at an extremely low cost. So I think for most people, I don't know you, it's really, really, really great way to invest your money. That said, if you wanted to get more detail, I personally would be happy to send you to our friend Paul Merriman's website because he gives you a lot more detailed portfolios. It's a personal preference, if that makes sense. Yep, and I've read Paul's uh, book, so I am a bit familiar with his philosophy as well. And we line right up with we, him again. Yeah, this, we this share it. Yeah. We share Paul's philosophy. It's just that we know from experience that the vast majority of people who listen to a show like this are looking for a, a simpler way to do it. And the difference in returns is going to be a fraction of a percent. Oh, at least it has been historically, and, and we think that's a reasonable assumption going forward. So, yeah, if you want to make a fractionally higher return, a uh, l- little less volatility, and you don't mind the extra work, then go with the more complex portfolio. Otherwise, most people are going to be just perfectly well served by the two funds, the total world, the total world index and the total bond index. And again, the total expenses on the combination of those two, well under two tenths of one percent. Earl, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for your your call and your questions, which is a very good one. And sometimes, by the way, things at the edges can make you a little bit more money. But if you're going to do it on your own, we find people just, they don't, or, and by the way, sometimes they build the portfolio. And then they never touch it again. Because it's hard to, that's a lot of rebalancing work to have 10 funds, and you got to move the money here or there. It's, it's. It takes time. And while re- rebalancing is a lovely, lovely way to force you to do what you're supposed to be doing anyway, which is buying low and selling high, in the real world, without a guide, a, a fee-only, 100% always fiduciary advisor, without that guide, most people find their psychological yeah. biases stand in the way of actually doing it. Because, for example, right now, let's say... Uh, one of the hottest stocks, you got some Adobe in your portfolio. Adobe's been up like 80% in the wow. past 12 months. You got your portfolio is now overweighted in Adobe and you go, well, I don't, but it's doing well. I don't want to sell it. Or yesterday it was down. I'm not going to sell it. It was down yesterday. You see, our, 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 our psychology gets in the way of doing the right thing. So if you can build yourself a portfolio that you just don't have to mess with and then Vanguard kind of rebalances it. Yep. Then I think you're in in pretty decent shape. For most shape. people, it's for just, most people. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Want to go back to the phones? Let's go back to the phones. Yeah, let's All do. Right. Dick now joins us from Edmonds. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? We're having fun. How can we help you today? Uh, I just heard on the radio on the other station, Como, I guess it was, somebody that had a get plan and uh, you wanted to move it over to a Utah plan. Um. I just opened a custodian account for my grandson that was just born, only with five grand, okay? Uh, So I was curious uh, what I was going to do with this. Uh, The get plan only, I think, you could only go to school or college in in the state of Washington. That's not right. By the way, we looked that up. You can use the money outside of the state. It just doesn't yeah, guarantee. It doesn't guarantee. It's simply then a, a, that's the trade-off, right? Because what costs what higher education in Washington may be completely different than in California, for example. Now, yeah. Dick, a custodial account is very different. Grandson yeah. is I don't, I don't know where they're going to be living for sure. Right. That's well, why the exactly Utah plan. That's why the Utah plan is just, or any other 529, but we really like the Utah plan because it has great funds, it has low fees, and that money can be used at any college anywhere in the world. And it's age-based. So, in other words, your grandson, who was just born, congratulations. By the way, I've got, Don just had one. I'm getting another one here in a month. Great stuff. Um so your grandson gets the benefit of the growth of that money and, as Don said, can go use it basically anywhere. And the uh-huh. fund does the the UESP does the work. In other words, as your grandson gets older and gets closer to college age, they're going to reduce how much is in stocks, have more in bonds so that you don't have as much volatility 
in the portfolio as the as the uh, as your grandson gets closer to school. So no, we I think that man, but we I think I heard you say something about custodial though. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like he has a uniform gift to minors I, account. That's what I just did. I uh, opened that's a completely different. In my name, but can I transfer or, or to roll that over into a Utah plan? Uh, actually, he, as the custodian, oh, he can true. use yeah, the money true. as he sees fit for that child's Which best Which I would interest. do right so, away. I don't see why you yes, have a custodial account. Which you can absolutely do because you're the custodian. As the custodian, you have the right to spend that in any way that you believe is in the child's best interest. You have a fiduciary responsibility to the child, but yes, you could take that money out and put it in a 529 for them. Yes. Which is what okay. we would recommend, by yeah. the way. Uh, um so I started to think about this when I heard you guys were talking about this, um, uh, because on the in the custodial account, I basically have to decide what to put in there. I, I right. have and it in basically cash right now. When it you comes out, out they decide for you. Yep, they build the portfolios. Don, go ahead. Yeah, and the other thing, the other problem with the custodial account is when the child reaches the age of majority, it's their money. They can do anything they want with it. The five twenty nine has very strict restrictions. They can't just get their hands on it. It has to be spent for education, and you can change the child for whom it is yeah. used. So. I think I'd go check out that uh, UESP.org, or now it's actually they have a new address. It's oh. my5my529.org. I think it still works at UESP.org. So I just it does, in the other but day, my529 yeah. is is an easier name to remember. Yeah, it's something like uh, what's the Washington one again? Home? What is it? It's future. you can't even remember it. Uh, dream, dream on, dream on, ahead, dream, dream ahead. I'm gonna call them during the break. So Eight if I get that five five nine three five. Talk is our number give us a call we'll give you a free copy of my book financial physics just for asking a question on the air and you only have about a half hour to do it so get to those phones give us a call 855-935-TALK tom and don are talking real money in addition to the Talking Real Money podcast, I also do another podcast that's very popular over at Apple Podcasts. It's called Money 30. Every day I try to educate and inform you about money in a brief two to four minute podcast. So check them out at Apple Podcasts or all the other podcast services or at money30.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And it's one of the few places where you're going to get really honest, fiduciary-type advice on dealing with your money. And matter of fact, we even tell you how you can do it on your own. How many of the folks on the radio do that? No, they tell you to come But we do tell them. you, wink, wink, call us Monday morning. We'll help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> we don't wink, wink. 855-935-TALKS, the number bribing you with a book. Yes, you get a free copy of my book, Financial Physics, if you call and ask a question on the show today. And Keith, it is now your turn to ask a question on the show today. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, so I uh, ran last to my mic. I, I got so excited. And you said I should switch uh, my daughter's 529 over to Utah. So I did that. And I was wondering if you had a recommended asset allocation for that fund i would use the age based how old your daughter she's uh, gonna be two this month yeah i i'm i'm with tom i uh I, there's an age-based aggressive yeah. global portfolio i have no idea why anybody wouldn't use the age-based aggressive because at and two, it's the aggressive global right, which right. we think is very important yep. uh because here's the way it works when the child is is your daughter's age 100 percent of the money is in vanguard mutual funds 100 percent then when they get to be 12 only 70 percent or 10 only 70 percent then when they get to 18 only 20 percent is in equity so they're automatically doing that rebalancing as their risk tolerance because they're going to need the money declines right. lots of stocks so, early fewer stocks later on makes sense yeah yeah so another question um should, do you think it'd be better off? I set up a UGME account uh, last year with Eric Peel, uh, basically mm -hmm. saving a dollar a day. But I was wondering if I'd be better off keeping that uh, separate, basically 
in my account, kind of separated from my assets, knowing that. Well, what's the purpose of that money? That's to give her money at some point to help her buy a house or something, or what? I mean, what? Tell me what you, why you want to do yeah, that? Yeah, just basically something that she could use later on in life, and I don't want her to just blow it on a car or something like that. So we got no choice. At, at it's a twenty-one Don or eighteen. It depends on the 21. state. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. at that point, that's her money, and you won't have anything to say about how it. You gets don't get spent. to say a darn thing. Yeah, I'm not a. Right. I'm not a huge fan. I just. Uh, and then, what's the taxation, Don? When that at twenty at uh, at uh, when she takes it out too. Well, it just depends. I mean, it's going to be taxes, capital gain. Okay, so you're going to pay. And I, I, it's a personal preference. I mean, so yeah, if you want to do that to help her out further, then go ahead. I I personally think. The best thing I, you can give any young person is an education to some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then and let me there, let me give you let me give you my angle on it. Here's what I would do because if you're thinking about this as money for some other purpose down the road, there are two big things for which you as a parent might want to consider saving for a child. One is education, and I believe the second one is their retirement. I think no, those the second two, one in Seattle is so you can buy a 500 square foot house somewhere within 45 yeah, miles of the. Re- the city. Rent a bloody apartment. <laughs> That's uh, outrageous. Okay, $500,000 to be able to rent an apartment. No, I know. I shouldn't make jokes about yeah, that. Yeah, no. What I'm, I, the two things, I think, are, are an education and a retirement. And here's the way I would look at it. I would start. I would put all my money right now in the 529 so that education is totally funded then when your child gets to be 12 13 Mm -hmm. 14 and starts to get a job then you fund a roth ira for them for their long-term retirement because if you do that then you take away some of those concerns about living expenses because they no longer one they're not going to have student loans and two they're not going to have to worry as much about saving for retirement so rather than save for some nebulous goal save for two things that they absolutely should have an education and a retirement yeah, and give up on the housing oh. thing that's a bad joke that makes sense all right thanks Thank thanks you. for the call yeah good call yeah. 855-935-talk-255 i still think helping young the best thing you can do is teaching them the importance of saving i mean the idea that you set something is and that's very hard i get it i have a 10 year old daughter as you know she has no concept of that, right? There's, it's, but we already did a Roth, et cetera, because she had income through a family business. Okay, that makes sense. I, but I again, another one of my daughters is getting a job starting next week. I'm going to try to put my foot down and say, set ten percent of the money that you get aside from day one. That way, you're used to it. It's a habit. It's over. That money but, is gone. But. How much is her job going to pay? And it's not. It's, it's, it's. I've already looked at the numbers. That's, it's. Uh, it's. It's going to be tricky to to have a place, right. to have the right. car, to have the insurance right. and the phone and the cable. Here, da, 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 da. I would suggest Woo. what our lovely listener from South Carolina suggested, Thomas. Which was uh, for her. For her. Yeah. Why don't you, instead of saying put ten percent away, say say. Initially, I will put seven and a half oh, in. If you do, you the... put two and a half in. Okay, well, that's a good because idea. Because we know you're going to be struggling initially. Yeah. Now, as time goes by, in five years, let's for example, I'm going to reduce that to five percent. You're going to go up to five. And if you ever touch it, I'm out. If you ever touch it, you ever touch it once, you, the contribution yeah, that I'm like giving that. is okay. done forever. So you're just here. You just announced earlier you're not going to show up next Saturday, and. Now you want me to chip in on one of my daughter's retirement. You're costing me a lot of money here. Um, wow. Well, a- wow, actually, wow, wow. Uh, I, I seem to remember you, you're in a two-income household. That <laughs> uh, depends on your definition. Okay. Uh, with, Good enough. Yeah, although you do have a 10-year-old, and she's going yeah. to get increasingly expensive. Good as, Lord. Uh, I don't even like matures. adding up the number. I don't even want to tell you how much it is today with school and summer camps. Thankfully, she hasn't figured out the whole clothing thing yet. I'm just waiting for that little number to start. That's why wow. I was counting down the days until my daughter graduated college. And this you spring. send her to Africa? Uh, wow. She wanted to go. Okay. I, you know, I did. I did pay for her plane ticket, but okay. the rest of it, she raised money. She got a GoFundMe page. Wow. And, well, why didn't you, we, raised, we should have mentioned it on the air. We would have raised her some money. 
We would have, but I didn't yeah. want to do it that way. Right. I wanted to make I wanted to make her go out and what get people to give her money. What a novel concept. That's good for it's you. It's kind of like the dad I know, yeah. or the mom who goes into the office with the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> How many boxes should I put you down for this year? Yeah, uh-huh. who, who didn't yeah. make the kid come in and do yeah, it. I point. used to make my kids go into the office uh-huh. and sell them. Yeah, I'm trying to get out of anyway, the Girl Scout cookie. No more. Well... All I have to do is look down at my waist and go, nope, no girl's more. got cookies. Yeah. Or, a girl comes up and I go, nope, too fat, sorry. We've had a lot of great calls today. I got to say, it's really been a fun day. It's not over, but I it's mean. It's not over. I know, but we've had a lot of, I mean, we've had everything from, a lot of stuff about grandkids, which has been interesting. You, well, and let's go back to that. I, was, I am really interested looking at this, um, this Vanguard age-based so the UESP has plan. no DFA in it? Not the age-based. You okay. can get them, but not in the age-based. Oh, that's right. You have to go build your own if you want to use DFA. Right. Okay. But this age-based is interesting. Let me just tell you what's in it. You're going to like this. Uh, your The equity side of the portfolio is the uh, institutional total stock market index. Just in case which it was even cheap lower enough. Yeah, it was like five yeah. basis Our, points or something? Yeah. Uh, and it, But they use that. They use the Vanguard Developed Markets Index Fund and the Vanguard Emerging Markets Index Fund. So they do tilt so you got those, a little you bit have to, the, at least to the that emerging. asset class as an asset class, not just you got it. international where they usually underweight it. That's good. And they, they actually use three very, I, I think they're relatively smart bond funds. One we don't use which for, is for reasons, which is an international bond fund because we don't want the currency exposure. But uh, they do have the total market, market the total bond market mm-hmm. index, and the short term investment grade index. Yeah, which gives you a little more orientation to shorter term and some corporate uh, exposure there. Which again, yeah, I'm not wild and about then corporate bonds. But finally, okay. yeah. what they do at age fifteen is they gradually start funding an FDIC insured savings account, from which the education money should be drawn initially oh, okay. makes sense yeah then that's yeah. a stable base of money so we're actually in that one and the west virginia i decided to do both just to kind of get a feel for how both work so i i'm very th- and now i'm gonna have to add another great. one i gotta add another one here in uh, in july or august because i'm new grandson. Oh, for the grandchild yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah i gotta get on 529s are rolling man they they love me i am a procrastinator i gotta get on that <laughs> but next week's soon enough yeah, I could even say Monday, but I, we'll talk I, about I, I think I'll just I think I'll just stretch it out to next week. Okay, here's the deal: yeah. you call us, mm-hmm. you ask a question about money or investing or um, you know financial stuff, and we will send you the book about how money and investing really work. It's called Financial Physics, Financial Physics with an F. And this is a very easy read. You are not going to be overwhelmed by it. I wrote it because I, and I like things that are easy. I'm a big fan of keep it simple, stupid. So, uh, you can get that for free if you give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And program note, remember next week, Rick Gregrick will be joining me here on this program to talk about all things legal. And Tom is going to let me sneak out. Before Early the, birthday the, celebration. Yeah, I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna leave after the Kumo I show. just impressed you can count that high, frankly. So that's good. Not I'm about done for the day. Uh, and the other thing we want to mention is that in addition to having Rick on the show next week, Tom and Rick will be teaching a class called Retirement Freedom, which apparently made could, somebody else yeah, on the radio if could, mad. If you could say it more like Mel Gibson, freedom like that. Thursday, June 28th. Yes, it did. June 28th, 7 o'clock in the evening in Kirkland. And this event is talking about all things financial, legal, and health when it comes to your retirement. It's a couple of hours. Rick and I have done a class like this together for many moons. This is always very popular. And you can register right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. Talking Real Money. Yes, there's a nominal charge. Got to pay for the room. And I think Rick always supplies cookies and coffee or something. So there's... It's yes. There's a we charge a little. How, what is the charge for it now? Like ten dollars? Ten bucks? Oh my yeah, I think goodness! It's 10 crazy, bucks. crazy. So, um, is he baking the cookies? <laughs> no, but maybe I should. 
I got extra I time this week because I was supposed to go to San Francisco, and I called that off. So I'm kind of trying to figure out what I'm going to do on Thursday and Friday now. Uh, go to the office, work. <laughs> I'm going to be like you. I'm going to take an hour off, mister. I'm going to take an I'm, hour I'm off taking, next week. <laughs> I'm taking a whole hour off. And we're checking on that, too. But the problem is, I, here's the problem, is yeah. on the 24th, which is my birthday, yes. I will probably end up working that hour in oh, somewhere. Oh, gosh. We've all worked on our birthdays. These people who think they should get their birthday off, I think, are very silly. Get it's to work. Sunday. I get it off. Okay. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well done, ah, sir. See? Worked out. That's the only reason I'm taking it off. It's Sunday. We'll be back. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And our number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-TALK. Get bribed, get an answer to a question, get informed, get educated, get more money. Really, really, really bad news. I just checked with HR. They said, nope, those are the three hours every week. You have to show up. So oh, darn it. see okay. you next Saturday. Uh, I during the break I was doing more research on the Utah oh, plan. UESP, my, yes. UESP or my my five twenty nine dot org. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the the dimensional funds, if you're gonna use the dimensional funds, you just pick those. Yeah, we and we do you, that you for some of our them. clients. We actually do that. And uh they they generally they don't they don't give you a lot of them. They uh they give you their like their global equity portfolio or their global sixty forty or their global twenty five seventy five. Uh but you know, you can't get into the weeds with it too much like we would do with our clients. So. Yeah, no, we do the best we can with the funds available there. I again I my personal take is for my kid that's still a year, few years from higher education. Uh, I just use the age-based. I think it's very fine. The fund expenses are very low, and the diversification is pretty doggone good. Yeah, the age-based retirement accounts, just for your knowledge, the fee range, get this. How much? Oh, just unbelievable. 0.009 to 0.042. Wow. That is up to, at the high end, 42 cents per thousand dollars invested pretty good deal yeah it's pretty darn cheap pretty good think about that for a minute you go to your friendly neighborhood stockbroker and you invest a thousand dollars in an ugma uniform gift to minors or uniform transfer and they to miners roll account. you right into a very nice expensive mutual fund they they put you into you know an american fund or something uh where you would pay instead of 42 cents per thousand dollars annually you will pay Fifty-seven dollars and fifty cents up front yeah, per thousand dollars, and then and then annual fees of oh probably sixty no probably more like yeah no six dollars yeah six per thousand dollars invested six to ten yeah, yeah. Quite amazing a yeah quite a, it's hard to believe it's the same world and yet I, I both exist. Apparently because people simply don't know about one or the other, I guess. And in large part because the industry does not want you to know the difference between the the fiduciary into the business and the, eh, it's okay for you kind of into the business. And now we just read today that Merrill Lynch that was sort of heading in the direction of being more fiduciary. Well, they were go- they were trying to move to a fee, <laughs> what they call, by the way, fee-based business, which still means uh-huh. you could charge commissions. They today, or yesterday, uh, have people found out that uh, they are, eh, we might still do commissions. We got a lot of people here that think that makes more sense. We got a lot of people here that think we're not very competitive if we don't use commission products. So we may put those back into the mix when it comes to retirement accounts. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think, and there, there was a mention in the Wall Street Journal article that people were asking for that. That yeah. is just, I, I cannot imagine that there was a crush of uh, investors saying, 
Hey, uh, we want to pay more. Those are the same Why people that go out and us? demand a poorly cooked meal at an expensive restaurant, that kind of thing? Yeah, please give me your work. Uh, yeah, I'll skip the gourmet meal. A can <laughs> of dog food will do. <laughs> that does not make... Oh, how about a nice... You know what I really like today to go with my uh, cold mashed potatoes? How about a nice variable annuity? I think we'd th- toss that in there, would you? Stir it all up be delicious. And the other thing that I noticed was interesting about the account the uh, the account in the Wall Street Journal was they apparently bought the bologna that Merrill fed them, speaking, speaking of bad food, food yeah. <laughs> uh, that, the, that the Merrill fee-based accounts only charge about 1% per year. I've heard that from other brokers. I talked to a guy at Morgan Stanley and said, how much do you charge for your fee-based oh, account? Oh, we only charge 1%. Mm-hmm. And then I look up their form ADV online at advisorinfo.sec.com, and I find that their ADV says, yeah, we only charge 1% if you have like $5 million invested. If Otherwise, you're below that, yeah. then it's two and a quarter no. percent. No, two and a quarter? Yes. Oh, good Lord. Yes. That's... That's crazy. And Merrill lowered their fees. They used to be like two and a half. They lowered them, I think, to two and a quarter. Uh, but they're still not 1%. And that's the thing. The Wall Street Journal just goes blithely along with the lies that are being fed to them. And and by the way, the, the, the brokers out there lie to you all the time. If you were to go to one of your, your brokers in the bank or your Merrill Lynch broker or your Morgan Stanley broker and say, what are your fee-only accounts? They're going to tell you 1%. But what you have to do is say, no, no, I only have half a million dollars. What's the fee on half a million dollars? Oh, that, oh, a <clears throat> little, little, little more, a little more than that. You little, don't pay check, me for that, yeah. Go read our form ADV. <laughs> Good luck. And that's wow. the other thing is that I am looking at Merrill, one, Merrill Lynch now has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen different advisory businesses for which they have ADVs. Why which one do you, do think you that even is, why read? You take a guess as to why that is. Obfuscation. Yeah, right. Then they can say, oh, one well, no, that's this. Yeah, that's, no, now you want to be in that program. Oh, okay. Should have told us. And that. then we go to their four. I picked one at random. The the Merrill Lynch, and I'm picking on Merrill right now because they were in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. The Merrill Lynch Personal Advisor Program brochure. Um, now, I, our ADV is what, like 14 pages? Yeah. Not very long. Mm-mm. Merrill's How ADV long? is 52 pages. Yeah. Okay. 52 pages. And then when you get into the fee section, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually having a hard time. Oh my gosh, the fees don't turn up until page 24. 20, this, this is just a little rule of thumb for me. The farther the fees are in the ADV, the, less the likely, higher they're yeah. likely oh, to go. be. Figure that you won't uh, read them. And here it is for this one, the Merrill Lynch Personal Advisor Program from a dollar to a million dollars is 2%. That's not one. I think that's, that's two. one plus one, actually. Right. From a million to two. No, sorry. From a million to five. I was right. 1.5. Woo. Over a million. 1.1, which is close to 1%. Yeah. Yeah. Close. It's close. It's kind of like almost 1%. <laughs> Quit being so pushy. Hey. Hey, you know, so really, basically, unless you get past $10 million, which I know many of you listening have just ready to invest today. Oh, sure. There is basic, wait, there's no one in the Merrill Lynch personal advisor program under $10 million paying anywhere near 1% per year. All you need to know. And, and the Wall Street Journal said 1%. As a matter of fact, if you pay, if you have under a million dollars with them, I'm sorry, but you're paying two. And by the way, what? maybe this is a reason they want to go back to the commissions. It's probably cheaper to pay commissions. No, I'm doing the things. math. I'm thinking, okay, wait, give me a 5% commission <laughs> yeah. and annual expenses of six or seven tenths a, right. a, a year, and, and, and I'm better off. Right, than paying that, the so, 2% plus that's the That's why we say if you are going to go out and get yourself an advisor, you want to make sure, one, 
You want to make sure that they are always required to act as a fiduciary. That word always is so important to ask and then ask for it in writing. Two, make sure they do not charge. And again, get this in writing for your account size. Make sure they do not charge. I don't care how small your account is. Make sure they do not charge more than 1% per year to manage your money and that you don't use mutual funds inside this account that charge any more than half a percent a year period exclamation point i'm 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 You're really pounding. adamant You're about pounding. this i'm adamant i'm pounding with my 39 cent big pen why don't you use a vestry pen because people steal them all the time i love those things i, I have a whole I bunch know, of them they... both at home and at work because i love them yeah because you stole them from the office herb weissbaum swears by him you think that, that's the only reason herb even does the talks for us because he hopes he gets a couple of pens out of the deal so what do we just pay his fee in pens i think we probably should he'd probably take just, it uh, we'll, we'll, we'll drop be a off a thousand pens, pens got, next time hey hey instead of paying <laughs> you to do it here's some pens herb. He'd probably prefer it love those pens the pens you know, are great there's no there's no tax on pens, Herb. And you picked those out like 10 years ago. I did. Yeah. And then we switched for a while. Or we still well, switched. Well, I I, I, we switched to a cheaper pen. Yeah, and I never liked To save liked money. Them. I liked the And I you didn't the like it. So, so are we back to we the originals? Back, we're back to the originals, yeah, even though they though. cost like 48 cents each. Oh, my goodness. Really? I still yeah. love that ad you did, uh, speaking of Merrill Lynch, with, with the office furniture I had and the office furniture that John T- Twain Thane? Thane. John Thane. Yeah, Thane. The, T-H-A-I-N. Yeah, uh, the former CEO. Of Merrill Lynch had. It was great. Great comparison. <laughs> wow. You are just random as can be. But the, uh, now, now <laughs> You for said those, Merrill Lynch. It came out. Okay. There for, you go. For those listening at home, John Thane had an occasional table. That's just right. Just sort of a little table right. in his office that cost... What I think was it was twenty. Under, was it? I thought it was twenty five thousand, but I could twenty five thousand dollars for like just this little side table. Yeah. yeah. Tom had a table, <laughs> a conference table in his office that was two hundred and ninety seven dollars. No, I think it was less than that. But okay, I'll take your word for it. Well, it was I, a good I, comparison. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was less. Let's go there. We bought Tom's chair. They bought his at like an antique gallery. We bought Tom's chair at IKEA. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of this hour. We really appreciate you being there, and uh, we hope you have a lovely rest of your whatever. Tom and Don are talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.